Welcome back to the last episode of the MMI podcast. My name is Emilia, and along with my co-host Krisha, Hi. Hello, I'm Krisha. We will be discussing an issue where everyone has probably encountered a lot, especially during this pandemic. Before we start, Krisha, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever had any troubles in trying to fall asleep? As in, no matter how much you toss and turn around, you are just unable to drift off to sleep? Frankly speaking, yes, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's suffering from this problem. Well, we are in luck today. For those who are having similar issues, in this episode, we are glad to tell you that we have an expert who is a senior lecturer from University of Malaya, specializing in psychological medicine, with us today to further discuss on the topic insomnia. Let's welcome Prof. Rusty. Welcome, Prof. Rusty. We are honored that you have you here to give us your insights on this matter. Thank you for inviting me in this program. To kick off this session, we will first begin with something simple. Prof, can you please give us a brief introduction on sleep to our audience by further elaborating on the physiology behind it? Okay, uh, <clears throat> definition of sleep, I think, is uh, very important for, for us to know. Uh, um, sleep is actually a state of loss of consciousness whereby the individuals can wake up when given appropriate external stimuli. So we have to differentiate sleep from uh, you know, loss of consciousness where, um, where it's not erosible. Yeah? And we know that sleep, so people who sleep, uh, especially when, when they are in the light sleep or even in deep sleep, they can be uh, uh, erosible when, when somebody uh, try to uh, give them the external stimuli yeah? or try to wake up them. And sleep is very important uh, because it's a physiological needs. So sleep function as uh, restorations uh, of body or brain functions. It's repair the, the whatever uh, you know uh, toxics uh, that occurs, uh, especially when we um, when we um, uh, working during the daytime. Our body uh, hemostasis. Uh, uh, we need some restorations uh, of. Uh, of uh, body and also brain functions. Sleep also protect the circadian sleep cycle. Without sleep, uh, our sleep cycle will go haywire. You know, we need sleep in order to protect these circadian rhythms, uh, awake and also sleeps. And uh, we need sleep also uh, in order to provide uh, space for synthesis of uh, hormones, important hormones like growth hormone. And children very important for them to have this uh, growth hormone to be secreted at. Uh, regular interval so that they can actually grow as well. Uh, for students, you know, sleep is also important uh, for consoli- consolidation of uh, learning. Yeah? Uh, it's allowed whatever we, we learn during the time to be stored in the memory. So this memory consolidation occurs during, during sleep. Uh, remodeling of the synaptic function, this is another important uh, aspect especially uh, among uh, those who are uh, uh, in, in the learning period, like children yeah, and adolescents. And of course, uh, another important aspect, sleep allows dreaming. So we normally dream. Dream is also important to give us motivation uh, for our life. Without dreaming, sometimes life got no purposes. So this is basically a function of the, uh, of the uh, sleeps. Yeah. And basically, uh, sleep's uh, mechanism, you know, 
Yeah, old theory said that there is a sleep is actually the passive process uh, mediated by fatigue of what we call the reticular activating system or, R or RAS uh, leading to the sleep states. Yeah? Uh, but now the recent theory suggested that sleep is actually an active process mediated by at least two mechanisms. Yeah? Number one is uh, serotonin secreting raffi fibers inhibit the this RAS and therefore inducing sleep sleep states and number two is uh, melatonin a hormone that's secreted by the pineal gland uh, in the brain yeah, at the posterior aspect of the brain uh, during the darkness which inhibit this RAS and, and promote sleep so sleep wakefulness rhythm is very important a period of sleep and wakefulness uh, alternate about once per day in 24 hours we have about 8 hours of sleep and 16 hours of awake so uh, this rhythm is controlled by the biological clock, what, what we call the suprachiasmatic nuclei uh, that situated uh, near the um, hypothalamus, yeah? and and also the melatonin that been released by this pineal, uh, pineal body in the brain. Um, I I would like to show you the picture, but very unfortunate, I don't know how to actually uh, sharing slide here using this. Uh, program but it's okay uh, basically uh, sleep got um, uh, for uh, five stages uh, stage one stage two stage three there is a uh, if you if you saw the the EEG uh, or the brain wave uh, through the electroencephalogram or EEG you 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 can see uh, that the most clinically important brain brain wave um, that can be show up uh, through this EEG alpha wave uh, number one is alpha wave Alpha wave is basically the wave that been shot up when we are awake. You know, it's ranging from eight to thirteen hertz. Then, when we go into sleep, uh, stage one sleeps, uh, we started to see beta wave, which is greater than thirteen hertz. Then, when you proceed further to stage three, stage four, uh, you you can see uh, theta wave, uh, which is uh, ranging from three point five to seven point five hertz, and uh, lastly, the delta wave uh, at, at, at stage, uh, uh, stage uh, 3 and 4, you, you, you will see uh, this delta wave which ranges from 3 hertz to uh, or less. And when you uh, go into uh, what we call rapid eye movement or REM sleep, then you, you start to see uh, alpha wave again. And you, you can see uh, uh, the eye become uh, rapid uh, in terms of the uh, movement. That's why we call Rapid eye movement. This is the, 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 the stage where people used to have uh, dreaming. Yeah? Uh -huh. um, so that, that is sleep. How about uh, insomnia? So insomnia is a sleep disorders characterized by difficulty falling asleep or maintain, maintenance of sleep. You know? uh, and people with uh, insomnia have trouble with whether uh, difficulty falling asleep or what we call increased sleep latency. Or they have no problem with sleep, but they have a problem maintaining the sleep. Therefore, they have what we call intermittent awakening. And people with uh, depression, they used to have what we call early morning awakening. You know, they wake up uh, 4 o'clock, uh, even 5 o'clock in the morning. So this basically we see in those people who are suffering from depression. And of course, uh, uh, when people got not enough sleep uh, during the night time, they may have some problem with uh, daytime sleepiness or they feel tired or no energy 
uh, upon walking, uh, upon waking up from their, their sleep. And uh, uh, insomnia, uh, basically, we 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 have a, set, a few types. We we have uh, what we call acute insomnia, uh, chronic insomnia. Acute insomnia is a sleep problem less than three months. Uh, chronic insomnia, uh, if you have problem sleeping more than three months. And we also have what we call comorbid insomnia. Comorbid insomnia is basically a sleep problem secondary to medical problem or psychological problems. And uh, we also uh, sometimes classify sleep uh, according to the onset. Uh, onset insomnia or difficulty um, uh, to initiate sleep or falling asleep. And maintain insomnia, difficulty to maintain the sleep like intermittent awakening just now. So these are basically how we uh, classify uh, sleep problems. And uh, you have any other questions? Yeah, regarding about the causes of sleep, right? There have been cases where people of all ages have died due to sleep deprivation. Uh, Prof, what are the exact causes for sleep deprivation? Are there particular groups who are more at risk at getting insomnia? Um, Normally, those with sleep deprivations uh, occurs uh, for 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 adult like 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 me uh, and my colleagues. We normally uh, have sleep depression because of uh, our our job. You know, working as a doctor, especially those uh, involved with the clinical work, we have uh, what uh, on call. Sometimes, uh, you know, when we on call, we on call active and also passive. That means we don't have enough sleep in between. Uh, we sleep sleep calls, uh, you know, sometimes three times call during during uh, a week. So this may may affect, uh, uh, may cause sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation because basically you can't sleep because of your uh, job commitment, or it can be also because of uh, something else. For example, um, you know, drug users, especially uh, you know youngsters nowadays they use uh, drugs uh, like. Uh, what we call designer drug uh, or stimulants, uh, drug like you know methamphetamine, shabu, ecstasy, all this we call it uh, stimulants drug. So stimulant drug sometimes deprive sleep as well. Uh, it it's uh, make you uh, feel like reduced need to sleep. You didn't sleep for three days, you know, and because you didn't sleep for three days, so so your your sleep become deprived. And your 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 body become uh, eventually uh, you know fatigued yeah? and you can have this uh, what we call episode of micro sleep which is very very dangerous. If you're driving, you have these micro sleeps. You can go into accident, motor vehicle accident. If you are running the machines, you can go into uh, accidental injury while working. So it's very very dangerous. Regarding the jet lag, flight attendants are more likely to experience it as a result of flying across different time zones. It is said that they would often take melatonin as a supplement to help their sleep cycles. Is it harmful to take it as a supplement for a long time? Uh, I, I cannot answer these questions because, uh, you know, um, what I can I can conclude, if you take the any medicine, even though it's a herbs, you know, uh, it's been uh, produced uh, uh, in according to FDA approval, so generally you can, you can conclude it's a safe. But uh, herbs, uh, we know, uh, uh, you know, our parents, our grandmothers sometimes use herbs. Uh, in the case for promoting sleep, they use uh, chamomile, you know, chamomile tea. Uh, so if you use chamomile tea uh, that, you know, not not been mixing uh, with other other kind of product, it's generally safe. 
uh, this is a natural product you know natural product uh, if not being added up with steroid and so on generally uh, you can con conclude that it is safe now uh, does not really uh, cause any 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 problems right? yeah uh, same as the melatonin. Melatonin, uh, if you choose the product that be approved by the FDA, so it's, it's safe also. Uh. Um, and melatonin, we have melatonin's uh, antidepressants, uh, what dog signs, or agglomeratin that been used uh, not only uh, as an antidepressant, sometimes we also use uh, this to promote sleep, uh, especially among those who are, you know, working uh, uh, shift, uh, working uh, shift like, like, like stewards, you know, like doctors and so on. They are, they are using this uh, in order to promote sleep because of this uh, jet light. Sometimes it's, uh, it made them unable to sleep uh, during, uh, during uh, their working uh, period, especially after they come back from, from the task. So I think it's okay to, to use provided you need to to really careful uh, you know if, if, if possible you, you need uh, to take medicine which is a FDA approved rather than you know just uh, bought uh, from from the from the counter without checking. Yeah, Prof. Okay, so for the for the next question, I will uh, in the long run it is undeniable that suffering from long term insomnia will not be beneficial for our bodies. What kind of mental illnesses will insomnia actually bring to us individuals? Uh, mental illness, uh, for example, um, you know, this, uh, you know, depression, major depression, schizophrenia, uh, bipolar. Uh, so this is uh, a uh, common uh, mental illness that, that have what we call the sleep symptoms. Patients with depression, for example, they may have uh, intermittent, uh, they, they have difficulty falling asleep and also early morning weakening. Therefore, their sleep duration is shortened. Uh, generally, we uh, as a human beings, uh, we require at least about six to eight hours uh, sleep time durations. But those people with depression, they have uh, shortened because of difficulty falling asleep. They only sleep probably two o'clock in the, in the morning and they wake up early. Uh, for five o'clock so the sleep duration instead of uh, six hours at least they only have about two to three hours so this is a depression you know uh, another reason for sleep problem uh, is uh, you know the schizophrenia uh, problems uh, with uh, perceptions they have this uh, auditory hallucination and because of this auditory hallucination sometimes disturb their sleep as well so therefore, they may have the sleep deprivation as, as a result of the uh, hallucination that they have. Um, people with uh, uh, addiction disorder, you know, uh, for example, like heroin addiction, because of uh, uh, the dependency to this drug, uh, especially when they are not taking, you know, uh, they suffer from what we call the withdrawal symptom. This withdrawal symptom prevent them from having good sleep. They can't sleep well at night. Uh, so this is another common mental problem that give rise to um, sleep problem. While diagnosing the patient with insomnia, what other related symptoms should we look out for in order not to miss any dangerous sleep-related problems such as OSA, narcolepsy or thyroid problem? Okay, uh, other reason for sleep problems, uh, 
like medical comorbidity, uh, uh, you know, endocrine disorder, for example, like diabetes. Patient with diabetes, they they can't sleep well at night because of the they frequently passing during at night, especially the uh, non uh, uncontrolled diabetes. Uh, people with a uh, hormonal problem like uh, hypothyroidism and also hyperthyroidism, they also suffer from sleep problems. Uh, and you mentioned just now about OSA. So OSA is a is a is a term you uh, short short term for obstructive sleep apnea. When you are uh, awake, your airway is better. But when you go for uh, to sleep, your airway, uh, which is considered of a smooth muscle, become collapsed, and therefore it, it causes obstruction. And, and this gives rise to sometimes a very uh, 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 snoring. You know, very uh, uh, sleep during uh, snoring during sleep, and. Uh, Oxygen is adequate, especially during sleep because of this obstruction. Uh, so this is another uh, common reason that gives rise to uh, sleep problem as well. Um, uh, for 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 the OSA or obstructive sleep apnea, uh, actually there is a treatment for it. Uh, you you can actually uh, receive non-surgical treatment, for example, like you know uh, use this. Uh, uh, continuous uh, positive pressures or what we call CPAP. They can wear mask during sleep. Uh, this CPAP provide uh, the pattern away during sleep, and therefore uh, the sleep uh, function become uh, uh, become good uh, during sleep. So you can actually have a, a good sleep with this CPAP. And another uh, treatment for for this obstructive uh, sleep apnea, uh, they can can also go in, uh, for surgery, especially. Uh, apnea secondary to um, you know last tonsils, uh, adenoids, uh, especially in children, uh, they can actually remove all these uh, last tonsils in order to get the pattern away during sleep. So this is correctable by the surgeon. Okay. Um. So now, uh, moving on to the treatment part, how should we exactly counter insomnia from the biopsychosocial approach? Okay. Um. Uh, in order to to address uh, the insomnia problem, yeah, we need to uh, approach using biopsychosocial approach. Bi biologically, um, you know, uh, we use uh, uh, medications, uh, especially for those with uh, uh, chronic uh, insomnia. We use benzodiazepines sometimes, especially the intermediate and also long-acting benzodiazepines. And of course, uh, psychosocial is also quite important. Uh, particularly the psychoeducation on good sleep hygiene, um, and uh, and of course need to treat the, the primary problem, uh, the under, underlying problem. If they have uh, hypo or hypothyroidism, we need to in the case of hypothyroidism, we give uh, hormone supplements, the tyrosines. Um, those with OSA, uh, as I mentioned just now, we give CPAP uh, at night time or or under, under, undergo for surgical removal of tonsil, especially in the pediatric uh, populations. Uh, those with um, um, uh, substance uh, use disorder problem, we need to treat underlying dependency syndrome. Um, and uh, I think what, what is the most important is actually to, to address this uh, good sleep hygiene, you know? educate them about, about the good sleep hygiene. This, 
is the more, most common uh, reason why people have sleep difficulties uh, at night. Yes, I really agree with you, Prof. Prof, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or in charge, CDC, we state that practicing and implementing good sleep habits like having good ventilation and better room condition will also aid in sleeping better. How is it done exactly? Okay, um, you, 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 you advise your, your patients, you, know, you identify, you exclude all the sec secondary uh, causes of sleep problem. If you don't uh, have any uh, particular uh, causes for, for sleep problem, uh, except uh, poor sleep hygiene, then you can actually advise them to practice this good, good sleep hygiene. Good sleep hygiene, basically you advise them, uh, you know, they have a regular, regular daily uh, physical exercise. Uh, especially at daytime, because exercise is actually promoting sleep during the night time. When your body is exhausted, eh, so you can sleep well at night. Uh, another uh, advice is minimize uh, daytime napping. Uh, some people, you know, they can't sleep at night because they sleep during daytime. Uh, it's good to, to sleep during daytime uh, for elderly people, but not for young people. You know? uh, if you have nap, you try not to nap so long. The, lo the longest is probably half an hour, you know? uh, and this is particularly uh, for, for for elderly people. Uh, avoid fluid intake and also heavy meal just before bedtime. Uh, anything you want to take, you take before eight o'clock in the in the uh, at night. Uh, if you sleep at twelve o'clock, yeah. Uh, in order to food to be processed, you need four hours. Uh, so that is why uh, generally, if you sleep early, maybe six o'clock in the in the evening, you already uh, cannot take uh, all this, uh, particularly the heavy food. Nah. Uh, avoid caffeine drinks or caffeine intake at night, at night time. Uh, caffeine, we know, uh, it, it disturbs sleep, especially those uh, coffee lovers. You know, coffee lovers. Uh, you know, you want to go to to uh, coffee cafe, then you you should go early during the time, not the night time. Avoid re regular use of alcohol. Uh, some people say alcohol promotes sleep. Yes, uh, during the initial phase. But later on, when they become regular, they become hooked to this alcohol, uh, the sleep, the sleep uh, function uh, deteriorated. Instead of uh, promote sleep, because of the withdrawal, they need to, to take alcohol every night. And later, they become addicted to alcohol. Uh, avoid reading or watching TV while in bed. So this is another uh, important factor. Some, some, some of us, uh, everything we do in the rooms, Especially during this COVID nineteen, we work in the room. Huh? You 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 bring back all your your office work, huh? or you as a student, you you used to probably uh, study in in your bedroom, which is not 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 the right uh, habit. You know, rooms is 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 only uh, uh, good for it's only should be provided for sleep and also for sight. No other things can can occur inside. No TV, no radio in the room. You know, no watching TV while in bed. Sleep in the dark is also uh, very important. Make a habit when you sleep. Eh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the temperature, the light eh, is, is not so um, so hot eh, and the light not so bright. Eh, uh, and the comfortable environment. If you need, uh, you know, a con in the room, then you have to put eh, some, some of us, uh, you know, stay in the flat uh, some, uh, or uh, banglo made up by cement. Cement will, you know, sometimes uh, the daytime hot can be continued until night time. So that's why sometimes we need uh, aircon, air conditioning in order to, to provide a good temperature during, during the night time for sleep. 
and and of course uh, uh, when 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 you sleep you need regular time for going to bed and also waking up this is important you need to 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 train your body and to go for sleeping at regular time and if you have some problems uh, for example feeling anxious night time you can't sleep you can practice uh, relaxation technique or breathing exercise uh, this is a uh, very easy to do you just go to the any website there is a uh, hundreds thousand of website that can teach you how to do the relaxation technique and also breathing exercise so these are among the measures that you you can do uh, or you can advise your patients uh, uh, in order to have a good sleep uh, uh, hygiene you know? About benzodiazepine, a drug you have mentioned earlier which is commonly used for anxiety, epilepsy or insomnia, even though it is a useful drug, it is usually prescribed just for a short period of time. Can you, can you elaborate more on the reason behind the short-term use of benzodiazepine? Okay, uh, benzodiazepine, uh, even though it's a good uh, 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 medication for sleep, but if you use for long term, I mean on a regular basis every day, yeah, uh, uh, tolerance can develop. You know, tolerance means uh, over over a period of time you require more and more uh, dosing in order to get the same effect. Uh, or or when you use the same dose over time, the effect getting less and less. Uh, especially for short acting benzodiazepine. Short acting benzodiazepine, for example, like domicums, uh, or what we call uh, uh, alprazolam or Zenec, yeah. So this this uh, short acting benzodiazepine uh, generally easily develop tolerance as compared to long acting one. So that, that is why if you want to uh, use a benzodiazepine for sleeping, uh, uh, normally the doctor will give you the either the long acting or intermediate acting. For example, like you know this uh, lorazepam. Lorazepam is an intermediate acting. We it lasts. I mean duration of action is about six to eight hours. So it's very ideal, you know, uh, uh, to be used as a sleeping tablet. As compared to uh, short acting, sometimes it only lasts for four hours. And sometimes uh, it's good to initiate sleep, but you're not able to maintain sleep after that. You can actually, you know, uh, in the middle of the night, you, you will have this uh, intermittent awakening as well. So that's why um, uh, we only give uh, benzodiazepine. Um, only do, uh, for those with chronic insomnia, and if we give, we, we try to give uh, the long, long, long 81. The long 81, yeah. Before we officially end this episode, Prof, do you want to summarize the messages you have provided to the listeners? Okay, uh, if, if uh, any of you suffer from sleep problem, especially, uh, you know, for those who suffer from chronic, chronic uh, insomnia, uh, you can actually uh, go to see doctors to out what are the uh, primary causes for your sleep problems. And uh, uh, for the short-term uh, sleep problems, you can practice uh, good sleep hygiene, as I mentioned before. And uh, on behalf of Sleep Disorder Society Malaysia, which I one of the committee, uh, I would like to uh, invite you all to go to this website and sleep uh, society uh, sleep disorder society Malaysia dot organization dot org you can have a lot of information from that website and you can also know which of the uh, places you can go for sleep study 
a unique one. Uh, in Malaysia, we have uh, more than 20 sleep study centre, either in the Ministry of Health Hospital or in the private hospital. Uh, in PPUM, we also have a sleep uh, study uh, available, uh, even in, in uh, UMSC or UM Specialty Centre. So please uh, uh, visit uh, the, the website eh, to know the detail about, uh, about the sleep matters. Thank you. Alright, thank you for the wonderful and in-depth session, Prof. Rusdi. Emilia and I had a fun time hosting this discussion with you, and we are truly honoured and grateful for the insightful messages you have provided us with. I hope that we all gain some knowledge about insomnia and will be able to implement good habits to have a better sleep during this pandemic. Once again, on behalf of Malaysian Medics International MMI, we hope that listeners had fun listening to our podcast series and thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Prof. Rusdi, once again. Okay, welcome. Thank you.